Support for this podcast is brought to you by Monthly Moist, the universe's best monthly lip balm subscription service. Never be without lip protection again. Get two surprise flavored sticks in your mailbox every month. Pop a cap and fight crack with Monthly Moist. Sign up at monthlymoist.com. Straight up. You look at the history books mm-hmm. on Texas oh, yeah. history, mm-hmm. we are savages or we're extinct. What kept me integrated and cohesive as a person yeah. is the food that my mom made. Hey, I'm Mai with Dear Queer, and we are a all-inclusive podcast based out of Houston, Texas. We're also a Spectrum South podcast that centers queer voices and cutie pock folks, yeah. which is really nice. That stands for queer trans people of color, but it's cute because it's called cutie pock. Yeah, and all across the South. So thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Yeehaw. Yo, what's up, everyone? Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. gonna go. Goodbye. I'm too tired for this, y'all. Uh, what's up, y'all? It's um, been a hot second. Been going through some retrograde things. Um, is, this, is, yeah. it, is this still airy season or some shit like that? It is still airy season. So yeah, tell careful. us, Indy. Tell us about it, so, Indisha. Tell us. So it's a season of Aries, hot headed. <laughs> ram things what the fuck does that mean i don't know anything uh they're angry all the time um (laughs) they like don't really i don't know i i'm a little bit biased against aries let me stop anyway Uh, what's her name uh never mind (laughs) (laughs) Mm, i don't want to talk about it (laughs) you don't want to talk about it I mean, we can talk, of course. That's what we're here for. But, you know, I'm not here to slander Aries. I'm pretty sure there's like three or five of them that are okay. <laughs> don't don't get <laughs> the three or five. Don't the, the, the three or five Aries that listen to our podcast. Hey, what's up? Um, don't, right. The Aries that listen to Veer Queer are my fave. <laughs> don't people like dunk on Geminis, too? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has some shit to say about Gemini's, which makes sense. I mean, there are some really awful Gemini's Donald Trump, Kanye West, Lazilia Banks. Um, <laughs> a lot of them are just really to name awful. a few. Wow. Just name yeah. It. Just to name a couple of like, you know, particularly heinous Gemini's. Yeah. But, like all in all, we're okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Depends on the day, honestly. Yeah. I, like, I like to tell people, like, I like to pick my mood out of a hat and then like squish it and do the opposite. So that's usually what you get that day. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love the way you live your life, Indisha. Thank you. I know. I need help. (laughs) What is is this equinox supposed to bring? What? Hmm? What is the spring equinox supposed to bring? Oh, well, spring is usually just lit all all around already just because the sun. Yeah, the sun's finally coming out. The... Um, the snow caps are melting. The flowers are popping up. The Who birds are, you? are singing. <laughs> oh my god! It's just a great time. You know what's what's popping up? The blue bonnets. Mm, pick them. Yeah. Go to jail. Can you go to jail if you pick one? Apparently, that's what I heard. Well, yeah. for real? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I heard the the blue bonnets are heavily have. Heavily surveillance, and they have cameras everywhere. On each pedal. On each individual (laughs) pedal. (laughs) (laughs) Little tiny nanny cams that just can, like, watch out for pickers. Yeah. You know, amazing. Welcome to spring. Welcome to Mm -hmm. springtime. Holy, holy, holy day. Hope your seasonal depression's a little bit better. Mm. That's going to be the tagline for spring. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Seasonally depressed, but now with flowers surrounding you. Yeah. (laughs) But now with a flower crown. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like Lana Del Rey depression, summertime sadness. (laughs) Why? Isn't that basically like James Blake 2.0? Yeah. (laughs) So how have y'all been? How are y'all? What's going on? Oh, man. I am tired. I'm just tired of this rat race, y'all. Like, when are we going to set up this colony so I don't have to work anymore? I'm so sick. I know. Seriously. (laughs) I need someone to pick. I need someone to, like, pick us up so we can be, like, famous. Hey, Netflix. 
Yeah. Honestly, I... look, I'm tired. I've been working my ass off like my entire life and I'm like, for what? For well, bills? I don't even yeah. like. I could see if I had like a shoe collection or like a handbag collection or like yeah. nice fancy gadgets or some shit. Like I have nothing to show for the fact that I work all the time mm-hmm. except for my house. I get to stay in my house. That's about it. Um, I'm going to will listen to existence right now that Netflix is going to pick us up and we're going to have our own show. Netflix. Um, um, yes, Netflix or Hulu, whoever. Oh, amazing. Some major network is going to pick us up and we're going to be rich and famous. I am willing that to existence right now, y'all. Yeah. Existence. Yeah. Existence. That sounds dope. I'm down. I feel like every time we check in, like, how are y'all? We're always like, we're fucking tired. <laughs> Dude, I've been fucking going through it. So, yeah, I know. How are you doing? Yeah. You're doing good. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, just go through. <laughs> <laughs> you want to unpack your feelings, my? I I wouldn't unpack my feelings, but it, it would need a content warning, and I think I would need like a whole episode to myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, full. You don't have to elaborate. No. No. You. You don't. Right. No, just no, no. know that we are here for you, and we're glad you're healing. Yeah. Your we love Take you. Take your time. Yeah. Y'all are amazing. You're amazing. Wow, family. Incredible. <laughs> Gamily. <laughs> Gamily. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been like grinding as well, like just working and doing this and trying to sleep. I've been sleeping uh-huh. really horribly lately, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, I fucking went camping this weekend. And oh my god, you are one of those gays. Yes. And I mean, I'm gonna survive the apocalypse. I don't know about y'all. No, I'm uh, gonna fucking <laughs> like just nope. No, I'm gonna die. It's fine. Dude, there's this thing. I plan on just exiting as soon as it gets hard. <laughs> as soon as it gets hard, I'm jumping ship. It's fine. I'm definitely gonna try yeah. to kill a couple of people. Yeah. Maybe some animals. Yeah. Am I one of them? No. Nice. Because you're already why would I sacrifice you know, like I'm not gonna <laughs> <You're- laughs> <laughs> for for practical reasons, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I won't because that's like not worth it. <laughs> wow, I am not worth getting killed for. Do you hear that? <laughs> I'm not worth it. Wow, my, because I want to preserve your life. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you need desserts, Jillian. <laughs> oh yeah. That is mine. Yeah, desserts. Bring me desserts. Eat your friends. <laughs> Eat your friends. I, I guess I've been watching too much anime. I actually am watching uh, Hunter. Uh, what is it? Hunter X Hunter? Yeah. You're watching anime? I didn't know you watch anime. Yeah, I watch anime. Nice. You know I what? I know I do. You watch anime. Yeah, I didn't know that I just either. don't talk about it. But I. Okay. <gasps> is my a weep what is on a weep? the next episode of Beer Queer? <laughs> <laughs> my face just like shocked. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. Huh? I think cosplaying is pretty cool. And if I could afford it, I probably would be a weep. I'd be a cosplaying weep all day with all the wigs and the costumes. I think it's actually really tight. Yo, honestly, cosplaying is really expensive. Like I did it a it couple is. of times and they were like really low key cosplays. So I can't even imagine spending money and like actually getting like armor, not like real ass armor, but like getting like breastplates and getting like, I don't know how you would construct like armor suits but whatever right like that that shit's expensive so i feel that i feel that yeah no i started watching jojo's bizarre adventure oh nice yeah Yeah. i no i haven't seen that i've seen like maybe an episode or two but i haven't seen it like all the way yeah i didn't really watch anime growing Mm -hmm. up because it was like a a interpersonal thing because i wasn't trying to be more asian Oh my god damn it. God fucking damn it. I mean like but but I like you know it's I like I'm already with that. I already yeah. got stinky food. <laughs> oh I mean like no, I I sympathize with that. I do. Um I watched anime a lot a lot more when I was younger, but then like people well you've kids really like i went to school with may seem like if you watch anime you were really weird so mm-hmm. i like internalized that and i stopped watching it all together but now everyone's like oh my god anime so cool i'm like oh i guess it's okay to watch anime and talk about it now mm-hmm. <laughs> so now i've been like openly more like yeah i watch anime when nice. like i there's a chunk of my life where i like really like didn't 
do that at all or tried not to because I was like, no, I'm not one of those kids. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Not one of those girls. Um, not like other girls. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's how it was. But you know, you know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think that's it. Yeah. That's all I got. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about the guest that we have on today? Oh yeah, our guest today, we have Adon Madrano. He is a food writer and a food film maker. Filmmaker? Filmmaker, yeah. A documentary documentary maker maker and filmmaker film person yeah <laughs> whatever but, the 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 term is yeah and is. he's about to do a documentary and it's you know he's from houston and he's traveled all around is he from houston well right now currently he's local to houston yes he, oh, okay um but lives in san antonio or from is from yeah he's, he's from san antonio i yeah. thought mm-hmm. but he like currently lives, <clears throat> lives in here got mm-hmm. it yeah yeah and yeah, I mean, he's gonna basically tell us about all his film. Of, yeah, all the stuff in the film. Yeah, so. I'm like really excited to talk to him about like the way that he views food, rather, and how he views um, like Texas indigenous cooking as like a form of resistance. And so mm-hmm. that's what I would be really interested to talking to him, talking yeah. with him about, mm-hmm. especially because like you know I'm from Houston, Texas, and so I think that'd be really rad as a Latinx person. I, I learn a little bit more about like indigenous communities here. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay, well. But yeah, let's take it to the interview. So today in the studio, we have Adon, right? Am I saying that wrong? Right? 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 That's right. (laughs) Medrano? Yeah. Yay. Snaps. Snaps my. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And you're a local chef and a food writer and currently working on a documentary. Yes, that's right. Yes. Documentary. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for coming into the studio today. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. I love yeah. it. Oh. Um, yeah. Do you have? Um, I mean, like when Spectrum South came to us about like, yeah, we have this person named Adon that's doing this like documentary and doing all these things that pertain to like Texas indigenous uh, cooking. And to me, that's really, really interesting because I feel like I don't know a whole lot about um, the indigenous culture here in Texas. Right. And so I just kind of want to jump in and ask you a little bit um, about why did you focus on Texas indigenous cooking? And I also want to know why you affirm that on your documentary, it's not a cooking show. Because that's something that they told us. And I was like, oh, well, when it was thoughts about that. Yeah, thank you. I, it's not a cooking show. If you look mm-hmm. at the Food Network and a lot of these uh, cooking uh, shows, food is not really the subject. Food mm-hmm. is, a, food is a, a prop mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. many other things. And they don't have the in-depth respect that uh, culinary mm-hmm. arts has. To me, it's about memory, identity, and living in Texas as an indigenous person. Uh the indigenous people of Texas mm-hmm. were here about 400 generations ago. That's yeah. about 15,000 years ago. And we've been erased. If you look at the history mm-hmm. books on Texas oh, yeah. history, mm-hmm. we are savages or we're extinct. And mm-hmm. we're neither. We're here. And to me, what kept me uh, what kept me integrated and cohesive as a person yeah. is the food that my mom made. Mm-hmm. Because that was our memory. We ate that. We knew it was special for ours. For us, it was unique. And it was the way that we kept memory alive. Yeah. Who cooked that recipe? And uh, it was also a way to fight hegemony. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wants, wants you to be white and to be right. acculturated. And we were different. And we loved it. And mm-hmm. we celebrated it. So it's a draw. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went to cooking school... I was absent. At it was we learned everything. We learned French cooking and. Mm-hmm. Did you go to cooking school in the states? Uh, the Culinary Institute of America. Okay. I, I first started to go to the New York campus. They yeah. opened a campus in San Antonio. Yeah. So I went there. Uh-huh. And uh, boy, was I ever surprised. Yeah, because you would think San Antonio, right? Right. So what they ended up doing is teaching us about Mexican cooking in yeah. Central Mexico, Oaxaca. Uh-huh. Puebla, Veracruz. Yeah. And I said, well, what about McAllen and San Antonio, which is where I grew up? And yeah. Right. We have 10,000 years of history. Yeah. The only two, there are two things that I read and that um, upset me. And I wrote a, mm-hmm. an evaluation of it. Mm-hmm. The first thing was, 
in the United States, the pilgrims were the first the first uh, people to arrive on the continent. And I read that I said they mean the first Europeans, but they didn't say that. They said the first people. People, right? And the second thing was, uh, I'm a Chichimeca. My my mm -hmm. my mother told nice. me you're Chichimeca, mm -hmm. which is a, a very old uh, mm -hmm. community of people that are are very large in the region where we lived mm -hmm. and there were many subgroups within that and it, mm -hmm. it includes San Antonio. So she told me that and I read in the course description, Chichimecas were very poor and they ate their young. Oh <laughs> what? God. They actually- wow. You're savages. Yeah, I, yeah, we're savages. I read that. So I said, this is ridiculous. So we graduated oh my God. and I started, I started writing. I said, yeah. we need to write about our food. People are racist. Yeah. yeah, they think of us as savages, and it's about time that we started telling. We, we've been telling our stories, but we don't have access to the publishing right. places. We've been left out. Yep. So, but we've kept it alive in the intimate spaces of our home. Mm -hmm. and it is the women who have driven that. Mm -hmm. It is the women who who have driven mm -hmm. not only the cooking technologies, mm -hmm. but they have created the culinary traditions mm -hmm. that we yeah. remember. Yeah, and they say, okay, we we will celebrate this, and we will affirm who we are yeah. because this is my identity and this is my memory, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and so. That's when I decided to write the book. I said, yeah, yeah this is another way that we keep teaching right. uh, yeah. our, ourselves. Mm -hmm. Every time you cook a, a dish, you are narrating your history and mm -hmm. who you are. So mm -hmm. I, I, that's, that's why I did it. I mean, wow. No, but have it's a very just long, like, long answer No, but it's just, I'm watching. I just, I feel it's so close in my heart. You know what I mean? I'm a first generation American. I come from a line of really strong women from El Salvador, right? And though my mom hasn't really taught me how to cook, I would love to go to my tia's house and she would just cook like traditional Salvadorian food. And it's just it like one time I had asked her, like, tia, how do you make this um, this rice? And she was like, oh, I don't know. I just like throw things here and there. And I'm like, no, like, I want you to like tell me how you make this so you can pass it down to me. So that way I know how to make this. And so it's just like. I, I, I see you. You know what I mean? You'll have to be standing right yeah. by her and actually do it because I, I, this happens to me all the time with all my the cousins time. and my aunts. Well, you just put this and you just do that. Exactly. Well, but how? So <laughs> yep. When I was but writing the book, I had to do that. Yeah. You had to actually measure because it, uh, in my uh, first yeah. book, there are 100 recipes that yeah. I tested in my test kitchen. Well, and mm -hmm. and they're, if you follow step one, step two, yeah. step three with all the measurements, it'll it'll be really delicious right. but it takes a while it to, does to get from to the just point know what a dash is right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a dash yeah what is a dash <laughs> no but it's just funny because it, it's true though like i had to stand next to my tia and be like hold on hold on but how much was that she's like i think a tablespoon i don't know i'm like uh, you gotta test it you know time. yeah like, you gotta test it. It all. <laughs> i know so, which is the way i cook most yeah. chefs cook that way mm -hmm. you throw it in and then you taste it yeah. Um, oh, I, no, uh, you're good. I, uh, I, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's cool. I thought it was off. No, it's cool. That's my, uh, uh, I have to remind my partner to take his pills these days. Oh, so I get that. Oh, amazing. No, amazing. Yes. Oh, me, me, I need to do that for my partner. Uh, let's get um, our partners on. Yeah, this. let's, <laughs> let's start, I'm going to do it right now. We care. Yeah, it we care. Depends on how many entries you have on your cell phone. Like, the no, degree that you care. I know. No, but um, uh, you had mentioned books. Do you mean cookbooks? Cookbooks. Okay. Mine is a different type of book because yeah. it combines history book and cooking. It's a it's a combination cookbook. Mm. It's the first book of its kind. It's a peer-reviewed mm -hmm. book. It's published by Texas Tech University Press. Oh, wow. And, I want and this. I wanted, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, because then you've got to have it peer-reviewed. So in my case, yeah. the three disciplines are uh, food anthropology, mm -hmm. Uh, Native American history mm -hmm. and archaeology. Mm -hmm. Wow! Because I wanted okay. our story, because it was going to be told the first time that that, that it will be that was told in writing, to be vetted mm -hmm. by those people that I felt were going to be yeah. very very anti right. story. Because uh, many people don't like the fact that we are growing in power, yeah. our voice is getting stronger, and uh, over five hundred years. Cooking has been the radical resistance to yeah. colonization, mm -hmm. and they're afraid of that. Many people are threatened yeah. by that. Mm -hmm. Instead of celebrating yeah. it, they're threatened by it. I, I love that you said that. Um, just because I I love food and I love cooking also, and I'm also mm -hmm. first generation, so I like I like cooking what my mom made and yeah. previous generations. Mm -hmm. um, but this reminds me a lot of 
the show, I forgot her name, but she does the acid salt fat fat acid mm. salt or something like it's that. It's on Netflix. Right. It's like <clears throat> salt fat. I forgot the name and of the acid. Time. Oh, I don't know. Basically just the main ingredients you need for any kind of dish, no matter where, what region you're in. Yeah, it's like salt, fats, acid, and I think, is it spice? That would be salt. Salt. I don't know. Well, no, my. Water. Water, yeah. Like, <laughs> oil. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the same, same thing. Um, well, I guess just like, going around different regions, but yours is specifically, you know, North America. Well, it is North America, but there is a universal uh, uh, part to it, mm. which is indigenous. And right. it, being indigenous means you are in touch with the land. So you could right. be German, you could be yeah. other. And when we say I'm first generation or second generation, I would like to revisit that phrase mm -hmm. that we use as Latino and Latina, Latinx mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. because... If you come from Saltillo, Mexico, mm -hmm. and you say, I came over, if you look back before 1848, mm -hmm. that was part of our region. The mm -hmm. river was not a border, so right. no one came over. They simply mm -hmm. crossed the border from one bank <laughs> yeah. to another. Yeah. And so the indigeneity part of Latinx people means we are of this land. So El Salvador, mm -hmm. before the arrival of 1528, when the first European came yeah. to Texas, before then, we were in communication with mexican America. Mm -hmm. Houston was. So in a very real sense, El yeah. Salvador yeah. and Honduras are of this land. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. you're probably 200 generations yeah. here. Yeah. If you see here as the land mm -hmm. that was before mm -hmm. the war and the mm -hmm. invasion came. Yeah. So I would like, I just go on and saying, when people ask me, where are you from? I say, I'm from here. Where are you from? Yeah. No, it's true. I've true. been here years. And so even Salvador, Honduras, yeah. we have an indigenous yeah. to mm -hmm. us that is one because we were one region before the invasion and the separation yeah. of these uh -huh. geopolitical things. So right. we have to love the land that we are as, yeah. as Latin, Latino people, Latina yeah. people and celebrate it. Uh, and these barriers are artificial to yeah. me. They're yeah. artificial. Mm -hmm. I mean, we the, are best basically Mexico. This is basically yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, anthropologists yeah. call it, uh, call Houston and San Antonio, greater Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Many and it goes all the way up to the West, West coast. Y yes. Well, this was one whole cohesive right. region. Yeah. This is a native American region mm -hmm. and it's becoming more and more the, the way that we should talk, the way that we do talk. Because if you look at food, yeah. let me, like people say, well, is this like, is the tomato Mexican? Is it, uh, should we take it across the border? Because when you cross the Rio mm. Grande, you have customs. And, and I said, look at it differently. For hundreds of years, the birds were taking the seeds and they still do. Mm -hmm. They'll just fly over and they'll deliver the seeds elsewhere. Mm -hmm. and that's, that I thought I'd turn this off. Uh, <laughs> you got to make sure you really tell your partner what's Richard, going on. Richard, if you're listening, it's time, <laughs> it's time oh. to put the baking uh, <laughs> on the it says it was i'm very sorry no it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. this is fun this is this is fun well, this, this is reminds fine. you all of you who have partners i've been with my partner now we'll, we'll be celebrating on july in july 46 years oh, oh wow congratulations so, you, wow that's so sweet that's so sweet my so, heart which is why this phone won't shut up <laughs> <laughs> i think he put something anyway my my point is that yeah. we really need to uh Fred, uh, be more mm -hmm. celebratory. Yeah. And you know what else has been erased? Mm. Women's role. Because every time um, I talk, every time yeah. I talk to every chef whom I interview who are top <clears throat> chefs, it all goes, goes back to their mother or their aunt. That's, every uh, one of them will say that. Yeah. I have this thing about, you know, like cooking is definitely a matriarch thing. You know, it yes. happens in the kitchen yes. and women do it. And so ever since, I mean, like white men got into it, it became a competition. And ever since then, you know, like white men have these shows and they're, they're given all these deals, you know, yeah. just to represent these things. And it's like, you learn that from a woman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't learn this macho thing number one competition number two war everything is a metaphor mm -hmm. of war oh there's a big i mean look at the television and then yeah. they say mm -hmm. block and this and that these are male things that they have interjected i hate it it's yeah we need to yeah have uh, more shows yeah like right. i i learned cooking from my dad for sure but like learning the traditional foods that i really enjoy i learned it from my tia so like i i totally 
I, I level with that when it's when it's a maternal thing that you learn from your mom or from your tia or whoever, right? Or your mm-hmm. abuela or whoever else, you know? Because that's the other thing, too, is that I learned how to love Salvadorian food as a kid because of my mama. I mean, I call her, I mean, she's my mama, but she's my abuela. That, that's just yes. what, what I call mm-hmm. my abuela. That's how we have mm-hmm. kept our identity intact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the food is in a very sacred, intimate space mm-hmm. of the family. Mm-hmm. And we know that's our identity. Yeah. And right. it also has memory because mm-hmm. then it, it's my grandmother, my great-grandmother, yeah. and so yeah. forth. So. Mm-hmm. It's also like sharing food with your family. It's like not even your family, but like with your friends, your loved ones. It's an act of love as well. Like mm-hmm. I was trying to explain this to my partner that I was like, people that come into my home like that, I want that to be a safe space. You know what I mean? Like I was raised that you always ask your guests, like, are you good? Do you need any food? Like, you know, like really take care of them. Right. And to exchange food with them is an act of love. It's like this is the greatest form of love that I can give you is to make sure that you are fed and my food is good enough for you to eat it. Right. And, and we break it yeah. bread yeah you know? exactly it, but <laughs> hospitality too yeah. right but that's why like i tell my partner like yeah i don't really eat pork but if someone offers me something with pork i i feel bad to say no because i was raised that like you you it's take the food yeah it's, it's, a, it's, gift. it's a gift right and, and i feel like i'm insulting that person if i don't take the gift even if it's an, if it's not that deep mm-hmm. that's just how i internalize the exchange of food like that right and that, and I, and I don't know if that's something you experienced as no, well, yeah, same, Mine. Yeah, same. it's a. I definitely think it's, you know, cultural a yeah. cultural similarity. Yeah. Between and, and it's like you know breaking bread, so you're yeah. sitting down and eating, and then your mom's like, "You need to eat this." And yeah. Your grandma or whoever is always like trying yeah. to sh- shove food down your face. <laughs> what about you and Disha? Uh, I, I know that. <laughs> as far as what? Um, um, like like the cultural exchange of food in in the house. Like, did you experience that that as well? Yeah. Um, food has always been a really big part of my family. Um, before my grandmother passed away, she was the main person that would cook for everyone for different holidays, um, different meals. Everyone would come over and kind of just, uh, eat traditionally the same food, which at the time when I was younger, I didn't really appreciate it. But now that I'm like all the way out here, I would probably kill for some greens and some mac and cheese that actually like um, (laughs) seasoned correctly. But yeah, it's totally um a family thing a familiar thing offering other people food having your family all come together even if mm-hmm. you guys never talk at all but that one holiday everyone comes over to the one person's house and also what you're always saying about having um the uh having most cooking done by um mostly Mm -hmm. female counterparts in the family sometimes not all the time but most of the time um i remember you know my grandmother and my aunts my mom all kind of getting together and cook and trying to teach me how to cook i wasn't really that into it just because they made it seem like i was learning to cook for families and i was like i don't want to cook for a family (laughs) myself but now i don't know how to cook at all so it's like i kind of missed out on that part of learning um Adana, I had a question for you. What are some of the things um, that are traditional that are still, like, as far as cooking um, the food that you like to cook and the food that you like to make? What are the things that have gone back traditions? Like, what are some of the things that are always going to always be there in every meal that people have been doing for thousands and thousands of years? Because I think it's really interesting, like, the methods that everyone used and how they never really change. So what are some methods that you usually use in your cooking that have been passed down um, in your family? Well, the, the, the traditional techniques that mm-hmm. women invented, by the way, and I will repeat, women yeah. have, are the engineers have been the engineers of cooking technologies that we have mm-hmm. today. Roasting, baking, steaming are, uh, are traced back to the earth ovens mm-hmm. where you would dig a <clears throat> hole and then yeah. you would, depending on the, the amount of maguey leaves that you would mm-hmm. put into the hole, that's the amount of moisture that would go into the, into the, into the meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, moreover, mm-hmm. today's, uh, today's um, electric uh, uh, metal heating uh, iron that goes inside your oven. Oh, like the cast iron? To, no, the, the actually in the oven, the, oh. element, the heating element of your of your yeah. of your oven, you mm-hmm. can turn it to two fifty to three hundred, yes. etc. Okay. Well, that was invented by the use of rocks. It, it, depending on the way that the rock 
keeps and releases heat. That's the way you would cook. If you yeah. wanted slow cooking, you would take a rock that releases heat very, very, very slowly. That's the rock you would put in there. If you wanted something high heat and heat it very, very fast, you would put a different rock. Mm -hmm. So this technology was very precise mm -hmm. and uh, it allowed for different textures in the food. Mm -hmm. So we still do that. We still bake, roast. Of course, we do it in an electric oven, yeah. not, in, not in, in, in the ground. And uh, steaming, all of these, uh, what we didn't do is we did not have deep frying in this region. Mm -hmm. That's a very uh, mm -hmm. European, that mm -hmm. was brought over as uh, as was lard and, and those. So going back to the original way of cooking is, is, is healthy. Yeah. And I do not, uh, I, I am not a person who is a purist in that sense. Yeah. I think I eat everything yeah. and I like new traditions because that's the yeah. way you can grow. When you right. meet yeah. someone else, you are going to change. Are you willing to change? Mm -hmm. And that's the way things were. If you get very rigid, women do not have to know how to cook. Right. Just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you got to be in the kitchen. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you like it, fine. But traditionally, cooking has been women's roles. But mm -hmm. in, in indigenous North America, mm -hmm. women were warriors as well. Women mm -hmm. were also right. mm -hmm. horse 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 women and they excelled and they yeah. were honored by it. They didn't have to stay in the kitchen if they didn't want to. Men who were supposed to ride horses and hunt, uh, many of them uh, wanted to be in the kitchen and took on women's roles. Mm -hmm. So this thing with gay and you're a woman, therefore you belong here, all these stereotypes yeah. and, and yeah. categories were were not present mm -hmm. in our original mm -hmm. peoples of Texas mm -hmm. and, right. and Latin America right, that's, and North America. Yeah, that's why Two-Spirit exists, right? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Two-Spirit, in my first book, I write about the fact that they were honored. Mm -hmm. uh, men who, some even dressed like women and they mm -hmm. cooked in the kitchen. Oh man, I'm going to cry. Women. <laughs> yeah, some women dressed like yeah. men mm -hmm. and, they, they, and, yeah. they, and they were honored because they were really good at what right. they did. Yeah. And so that, that reminds me, like, I always thought the version of like they, them yeah. is derived off of, um, indigenous language. Cause at yeah. first it was like Z, za or like X even, I think, uh, X -E? not, or just X. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm not entirely too sure about the X, yeah. but I know about the Z and za like, cause yeah. those are, um, non gendered, you know, yeah. terms within the gendered terms coming from uh, languages Maybe. in, uh, in Europe, Spanish mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. others. Yeah. Yeah. Or, but also Spanish is a, Colonize. A colonized language too. Yeah. So. Both English and Spanish yeah. Yeah. Are, 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 are languages of conquest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if they say, oh, you don't speak Spanish, you're not, that's your mother tongue. Oh that is God. not my mother tongue. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I, I got that because I'm not bilingual. And so I would get so much shit from people being like, oh, you don't speak Spanish. You're not really Hispanic. I'm like, you know Spanish? Like, after, <laughs> like, like as a kid, I didn't like get it. I would get like like pissed about it but as an adult now i'm just like but you do know that like spanish is a colonized language it's a language so, of yeah. yeah so we do keep some some uh, forms of our original languages uh, in 1528 when uh, uh when the first spaniard landed landed in galveston yeah they were shipwrecked and they were naked and they were dying and the mm -hmm. local karankawa people mm -hmm. saved them and fed oh, them wow. and uh, we still keep but they, of course they spoke indigenous languages yeah. which uh, uh in my home we call our mother ama not mama which is spanish oh. we say ama, ama and apa which is a navajo apa. type of, of language so yeah. in those intimate spaces there are I still words that, that go um, way yeah. back and it's just the no, same thing we I do with our that. food we, we yeah, it's like opa and oma yeah no yeah. like i I love learning about all this stuff, right? Because I came out as non-binary about a year ago and I thought it was one of those, like, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I was just kind of like, oh, this is like something that I felt for a long time. And now there's a language that exists, right? Like, or so what I thought that explains what this is. But then this whole year I've been learning that like, actually it's, it's, it's existed in indigenous cultures. This is like our culture. Yeah. What yeah. happened was, you know, when, when Christianity, well, Catholicism yeah. arrived, that's when all of this categories of don't yeah. do this, don't do that. They just destroyed mm -hmm. the, the fluidity and the beauty and the harmony of, of human sexuality. Yeah. And, and how it really is, not how someone wants to yeah. dictate it to be. In my first book, I talk a little bit about, about how we honor uh, uh, they, 
people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in my next book, which comes out next month, uh, it's called, by the way, it's called um, Don't Count the Tortillas, <laughs> <laughs> The Art of Texas nice. Mexican Cooking. And I do, I don't spend a lot of time, but I do mention that uh, binary understanding mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. Uh, of sexuality is not traditional. It's mm-hmm. not indigenous yeah. and it's very harmful mm-hmm. because it limits you as a human being. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's some man's scholar's category that was devised i don't know some fear or whatever yeah but it is not real yeah and it, uh, so if you look at the indigenous people mm-hmm. and in my book in my next book i talk about women who were hunters and they yeah. were honored and men who were just really good at cooking and mm-hmm. they were yeah. honored so this fluidity yeah is part of our history and it's, it's part yeah. of our civilization right. it's part mm-hmm. of who we are mm-hmm. yes yeah i I wanted to track back because you were talking about integrating new age things with also cooking. Um, I don't know. Have you, have you tried? So I guess that's what I like about Houston. Cause like we're all about integrating things and fusion, mm-hmm. fusing things or whatever. But um, my favorite, one of my favorite restaurants, not favorite, but like really nice restaurants that I've went to recently was a Oaxacan restaurant. Um, and I didn't know, like, they used sweet potatoes or whatever in their dishes with, like, spices and stuff like that. I think the restaurant was called, like, Sochi or something. Yes, yeah, downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, so when you're cooking and integrating, you know, and I guess using your writing and all that, how do you fuse the two together? Thank you. That's a that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I I wish I had brought my molcajete. The last time that I did a <laughs> mm-hmm. radio interview, I I brought my molcajete. Molcajete oh, wow. is yeah. the name of of a volcanic rock mm-hmm. mortar and pestle, which is mm-hmm. indigenous to Mexico and to this region wow. lately. And and I started banging in it to be, to to mash garlic, black pepper, and cumin, which mm-hmm. is the Trinity spice of Mexican American mm-hmm. cuisine, and. Uh, I wanted. I asked the viewers if they knew, and we started getting calls because that sound is a sound yeah. that people grew up I with. I love it. And I love that, it. That that mortar and pestle, it's volcanic rock, is a metaphor for the fusion that you're talking about. I say yeah. that that molcajete is the metaphor for our people, mm-hmm. and it is the metaphor for food, not just yeah. our food, because mm-hmm. you put disparate elements in there, mm-hmm. and then you start mashing them together. Out of difference, you create harmony and mm-hmm. deliciousness yeah. that then you can use to invite people yeah. to share their different ideas so that they can grow yeah mm-hmm. like yeah. i like i want to hone in on that because I, I do feel like that there is a way to do culture exchange in a way that's respectful and being like hey like we want to fuse these things together but doing it where we all share ideas together right so i really like that metaphor and, and it becomes it becomes more delicious yeah if you think of of, of the two types of encounters mm-hmm. that i that we've seen recently. The first one is the conquest, the Spaniards mm-hmm. and the Europeans colonizing us. Mm-hmm. The second type of encounter is one that is beginning uh, to take shape. And it, it's not just ours, but yeah. it's this nonviolence, nonviolent confrontation mm-hmm. where you're not lame and passive. You're very aggressive and very active, mm-hmm. but in a nonviolent way. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it still means that the government yeah. is uncomfortable. It me- still means that the oppressor is uncomfortable. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're going to lay down. Mm-hmm. But I, I mentioned that because, because the encounter is a chance for us to grow. Mm-hmm. What is an encounter? An encounter is if I meet someone who is yeah. different, do I quash because I'm afraid? And therefore mm-hmm. I, <laughs> which has been, mm-hmm. which is a reaction that many people have. Yeah. Or do I see the other and, and then the other becomes my the opening for me mm-hmm. to change myself? Mm-hmm. How, am, how are my ideas going to change and grow? And hopefully the other person is also saying and thinking, I found some, I've met someone who's really different. I've never met someone as strange or as odd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How will this enrich me? And to be open to that, that's the level of encounter mm-hmm. that I want to promote through yeah. cooking. Okay. I love that. And I, love it, it, yeah. I think the aesthetic of cooking that women do in the kitchen and mm-hmm. and gays yeah. or, or men mm-hmm. that we all do in the kitchen is the is the artistic aesthetic that we should do in politics, yeah. in economy, and in in in, in society mm-hmm. because that aesthetic says out of difference you can create harmony, mm-hmm. and if you don't deal with difference, you're going to end up being 
mm-hmm. really upset with right. your bland yeah. food all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I know, like, I, I could literally sit and talk to you all day about, like, indigenous culture and, like, learn from you. But I definitely want to talk a little bit about the, the, the film that that you have correct yes um so my question like because i read a little bit about it before you know i came in and interviewed you right i mean not me but like everyone right um so what gave you the concept for the film what made you sit back and be like you know what i've written a book or you're writing you're writing you wrote a book and you're writing a second one but now you're gonna make a film like what made you want to do that i was uh i was dragged Mm mm-hmm kicking and screaming <laughs> into it. I didn't want to. I, I was a producer for 20 years. I, yeah. I was doing documentaries and yeah. television shows. Yeah. I used to work at CBS doing national news programs uh-huh. uh, in New York. And I thought I was done with that part of my life. Mm-hmm. I wanted to love cooking and yeah. spend my time in my kitchen. So after I wrote the book, uh, uh, my life has been one of, of philanthropy the last 23 years. Mm-hmm. I was a grant maker. So I traveled all over the world uh, making grants to socially oriented uh, uh, justice programs mm-hmm. and i met all kinds of filmmakers because we yeah. were funding media yeah. two of them whom i met from uruguay who are not uh-huh. working on the film mm-hmm. they're from montevideo and uh, mm-hmm. they read the book they're friends of mine and yeah. they said oh, wow. we want to do a show and i said yeah. no i'm not going <laughs> You're like, no. I, that's in my past and and so they said well you we, we, we'll just do it if you if you will be the consultant we, we want to make sure that it's based on your book they said we can do a 30 minute show i said well a 30 minute show is fine that'll we could do that 30 minutes because mm-hmm. I've done 30 minute shows. You're so like, they started. Perfect. And then, <laughs> right. And then we, we filmed and then we went on the, on, on the road to shoot 22 hours over nine days in a documentary style. And I, they got me hooked. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, they, then they called me and they said, this can't be done in half an hour. We have a movie in our hands. Yeah. And so I, I, that's, that's how I, um, I really wanted to do the book and cooking. And then they were these filmmakers. Mm-hmm. I would not have done it because it's a lot of work and it yeah. takes a lot of attention. Yeah. The reason I decided to do it is because of, uh, the producer, Virginia Diaz. Mm-hmm. Virginia Diaz is also from San Antonio. She's, mm-hmm. she's a Chicana woman mm-hmm. who, uh, I mean, a producer, I mean, not a woman, a producer who has been in Houston producing mm-hmm. feature films. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, she's been on location manager yeah. for feature films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a, She's got a very, very strong career. And uh, I was looking for a producer because yeah. I couldn't do it. And uh, she was recommended by the, tex- by the Houston Film Commission. We met. She fell in love with the book. It turns out that this was the food that she grew up with. <laughs> wow. Yay! She saw the pictures. She says, that's my mother's cooking. I grew up oh, with that food. Wow. So she said, that's I want so to be cool. part of this project. Yeah. That's her for that's she's originally yeah. from San Antonio, like oh, okay. me. We, yeah. So well, who would I know? <laughs> when she when she signed on, I said, Okay, then I'm in. Mm-hmm. If she, yeah. Besides, uh, it's great to have a producer who understands the food mm-hmm. and she does. Right. Dang. San Antonio that's, is the first time I've ever yeah. had barbacoa. And I know that they cook, really? cook that in the stone. In the, mm. I guess, the leaves. I don't know. It was. Oh, oh. And isn't that like, delicious? I don't know. Oh. That's in our film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, we, we showed it uh, last Friday when we showed rough edits. Oh, no. Uh, oh, usually. Uh, yeah, we, I know. I couldn't have made it. It was great. So, a, a big scene yeah. is this family in the west side of San Antonio yeah. that has this tradition for many generations. Actually, it's a 5,000 year old tradition because mm-hmm. there are oven pits. In, uh, in archaeological digs mm-hmm. that have been carbon dated 4,500 years ago. So wow. the fact that they did it in June is simply a <laughs> continuation of a 4,000-year tradition. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's just another way of breaking out of the way that history has been written yeah. and the way certain people want our history to be mm-hmm. written. It's yeah. not their history. It's our history. We have to write it yeah. because all we have to do is look around us and see how the way we act and the way we do things and the way we celebrate does not conform to that. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's an, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other story. You're like, I could right. go on. Right. If you, oh. <laughs> What's the name of your film? The, it's the Roots <laughs> Of Texas Mexican food. Mm. We may change the title, but that's a really good title. I like that. I hope I like that title. The tagline is is across towns and cities of Texas, Mm. indigenous cooking Mm. is the anchor of memory, identity, and Mm -hmm. community. 
I love that. And then the second is, and is uh, being the work Mm -hmm. of women. Mm -hmm. It has been and continues to be the radical resistance to colonization and hegemony. Mm, Yeah. And that goes to the heart of food Mm -hmm. is. It is that sacred. It is that powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think of what you eat, and my goodness, we Mm -hmm. should treasure it. Uh, We've lost some of it with the society in which we live. You know, you're all, we're all part of this society. And Mm -hmm. uh, tell me about some of the foods that you, because this is intergenerational, Mm -hmm. I think. (laughs) I'd love to, the foods that you eat that we've been talking about traditional Mm -hmm. things, but they change and it becomes hip again. And Mm -hmm. what are the things that you think are formative that you really love now for me yeah it would you, be, you go first for me it would be bon me and pho mm. that everyone has all like i hate the way that well because i'm vietnamese that's what my mom and my yeah i'm my background um i love the food but i hate the way that it has transformed mm-hmm. um i think i guess i hate the way that pho has transformed yeah because like you know, there's videos of like people like how to eat fun, like oh. how to how you know how to do these things and all that. And I'm like, it's it's just noodles, and you just <laughs> eat it. <laughs> like that's also one of those things. That as a kid, I I wonder maybe I'm not. I mean, obviously, I didn't live your life, but I'm wondering too if that comes from this thing of maybe you like people would look at you weirdly if you brought mm-hmm. that to school or something oh. or if you told people this is what I ate at home mm-hmm. yeah I mean I I ate really stinky shit and yeah. I loved it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like fermented things that's yeah. what we were known for is like right. fermenting beans tofu yeah. any you but know, it's super things. cool now my yeah and it's yes it yeah. is it is the fermentation yeah is, is coming back I mean yeah. hey yeah. fermentation left, is but- is cool but it, 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 it's like what when I was just talking about how it's like, you know, it's one of those things where you, when you're a kid, you get picked on for that kind of shit. You know what I mean? And now it's like the trendy food thing that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like on one hand, like cool. But on the other hand, like, you know, um, I think for me, like I used to really hate pupusas for some reason. I you think hated pupusas? I hated them because oh, like I love because <laughs> the, the ones I always ate were really greasy. Oh. And 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 I understand that that was like the thing of them, but it's just like it always made me feel sick every time I eat them. Oh, right. But then as an adult, I started learning how to venture out to get like really really good pupusas, and the ones I eat now aren't like that. So I'm just like, yeah, buddy. And also, I I hated the smell of platanos. Like in in my in my mama's apartment, it would just stink up the whole place, and I was just like, why? But then like now she's gone, and so I never took advantage of like how to learn how to make platano so i think for me i really appreciate them now not only because i realize like why would you ever think that like they're great right but also it's it's it, it goes back to memories you know that like i love eating them and i love smelling them because it reminds me of my mama and being in that smelly ass apartment as a child right yeah um but yeah no i would say like pupusas and platanos are some of the foods that like i really enjoy dear to my heart um and i'm also mexican too but i didn't grow up with a lot of mexican food actually mm-hmm. a lot of it was um with salvadorian food uh because i grew up with my mom's side of the family yeah um well before what about in- what no 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 go on indisha what about you uh, foods that I used to eat that I eat now. What was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was interested in the, we've been talking so much about traditional foods and uh, to me, they're not traditional because mm-hmm. they're always changing and they're modern. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. because this is an uh, intergenerational discussion in yeah. some ways, I was asking what kinds of uh, foods now, whether they're fast foods or other that are part of your life and that you really <laughs> love and that you, you want to oh, be part of your life. Um, they're formative. I see stairs in my Warburger cup. <laughs> there's a lot. I would really, really love to have some um, really, really good soul food out here. Mm. Um, there's a couple places that, like, you know, they do their thing, but it's always a little bit too meaty for me. Like, I don't hate meat, but it's not my favorite. And I feel like a lot of the mm-hmm. times when it comes to, like, soul food or Southern cooking, people just overcompensate by putting meat and everything. So um, I've been on a haunt 
on the hunt for some really good, like either uh, vegetarian friendly options or like vegan soul food, just mm-hmm. so I can mm-hmm. still get that taste without being like, oh, here's my greens with, you know, turkey in it or pork in it. <laughs> yeah. So, even though that sometimes is delicious, but I'm not, you know, the biggest fan of that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that you both mentioned uh, fermented food and pupusas because I had both of those in the last couple of days. I had pupusas <laughs> for dinner last night after work. And then a couple hours ago, I had kimchi with uh, amazing, poke. Amazing. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> eating myself around yeah. the world. Right. Wow. You're so cultured. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, but. Uh, well, before my wraps up, I just had a couple more questions about your film, if you don't mind. Um, I want to know where where are you in the production process and how can people support your film? Thank you. I, I um, have uh, just uh, been notified. Well, not just, but uh, mm-hmm. that the the funds that we received from the National Association of Latino Arts and Cultures for finishing the funds mm-hmm. are um, are going to be able to be spent uh, next month and we we think that by next month we will have the first real 70 minutes of the cut Yay. so that'll be really great we we have 20 hour 21 and a half hours that we shot yeah. last june over nine days oh my God. and we think that uh very we're very close to a full length 70 yeah. minutes it'll still have to change um I think the core of the film, the core of the story re- remains the same mm-hmm. as the radical resistance. Yeah. But the elements of radical resistance is what matters. And mm-hmm. it's the harmony, identity, memory, mm-hmm. cohesiveness of community. These things yeah. are the elements of resistance. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, that's where we are. And uh, how can you help? Yeah. Uh, how can we help? My uh, my webs- We have a, a Facebook uh, webpage. Uh-huh. The Roots of Texas Mexican Food, and uh, you can keep up to date about what we're doing. And yeah. uh, if push comes to shove, we may ask for a GoFundMe. If Do it. To it. That, to that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll post it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, do you have any upcoming things, or do you have another, um, like, preview Oh, yeah, like the, another watch party. Yeah, another watch party. We had a watch party last Friday, and mm-hmm. uh, it's an art performance. Okay. Uh, and it, it d- did two things, film as an art form mm-hmm. and food as an art form. Mm-hmm. Oh. Normally, people say food is – if you have a party, people throw together something to bite on, and it's an afterthought. To me, it's very central. So what we're doing is when we're showing the, these films, we yeah. have food that shows the cooks – because mm-hmm. it's the cooks that are in our film. Mm-hmm. So that Friday, we had I cooked with seven Aww. home cooks from that community, yeah. all wow. of them uh, women, and uh, they served the food. And it was absolutely mm-hmm. delicious. Okay. So those are the types of things we will be doing. I think the more that we see food and film as art, the more mm-hmm. we will no longer be spending money on these f- fast food <laughs> items that really are making us sick. If you look <laughs> as he stared at my water burger cup. <laughs> your water burger cup with the well, I call them commercial cultural poachers of mm-hmm. our food. Mm-hmm. They took our tacos, which are delicious mm-hmm. and not not They're crunchy fatty. now. <laughs> They're crunchy. Crunchy is a is a new development that was created by by by, by uh the U.S. Anglo people, that those are not the original. <laughs> Deep frying is not traditional. No. <laughs> and so these types of food have created a, a terrible yeah. health problem in our community with diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, obesity, which then mm-hmm. creates heart, heart, pro- heart problems. Yeah. Yeah. And this is because of the way that, that, that we eat. Yeah. People say, well, stop eating that way. It is not an individual's will. It is the society in which yes. we live, which is yes. unjust. You have, you have food deserts. Yep. You've got mm-hmm. low wages, which inhibit your ability to buy mm-hmm. de- uh, healthy food. Yeah. So it is a society that is yep. causing this. We've got to stop, start making those corporations that control food are culprits. And we have to name them as culprits instead yeah. of saying, oh, go on a diet, start yeah. a healthy diet. That doesn't work. That is not the problem. Individual moral will of individuals is not the problem. Yeah. The problem is the con- corporate control of food, food distribution, mm-hmm. and advertising. Yeah. That is where we need to mm-hmm. make the change. Yeah. And we got to start pointing the fingers at them. That's a, that's a terrible problem to have. And it's not very joyful for me to eat that sort of. So yeah. just remember, commercial, cultural 
poachers. They take, and they're stereotypic. <laughs> mm -hmm. The reason you have oily pupusas is because they stereotype us as greasers. Mm -hmm. And the reason that it's a stereotype, no self-respecting, really good mm. uh, chefs of the type of the cooks that we had last Friday, the women from the community, mm -hmm. none of them were greasy. They're all very healthy. And they made a point right. to say, this is vegan. This is non-gluten. Non this They understand all of these. and they, yeah. they know how to cook, but that's in their homes. And we don't control mm -hmm. that out in the, in the public. Mm -hmm. So, right. Take yeah. back our food. Right. <laughs> Take Demolish back our capitalism. Food. Yes. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. it's, it's diplomacy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the tacos to Moscow for the mm -hmm. 4th of July. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I, I'm the invited chef. I was asked Ooh. by the ambassador, the U.S. ambassador to Russia in Moscow oh, wow. to be the invited chef to cook the food for the official 4th of July celebration mm -hmm. in Moscow. Yeah, that'll oh. be this next July. Okay. So I said, we're going to do tacos. And they said, he said, oh, well, uh, we can get flour tortillas in, in Moscow. <laughs> oh my God. You're like, no. Said, we'll just make them. <laughs> You're like, mm -mm, mm, I'll bring my, my own bag of maize with me. I yeah. was going to, well, we're going to make flour Masa. tortillas. Flour oh. tortillas. Because oh, that's from, okay. from our region. Is, yeah. And I, I said, well, they can't be shipped because the agriculture and so forth and the customs. And <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll bring them oh. in my suitcase. I said, no, they'll probably confiscate them and give you hassle <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the border. Well. Oh. So we decided that the tortillas will become diplomatic. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm shipping them by diplomatic pouch to the embassy. I love directly. it. Directly. <laughs> so tortilla diplomacy, hello. I love it. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. This has been super enlightening for me. I'm sure for everyone else as well. But like, God, I could just listen like all day long. Yeah. But we don't <laughs> thank have you so all day. much. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you for just coming in. And um, yeah. No, but like, I really hope that like, you know, A, maybe you can come back and B, I hope to make it to the next, um, what is it, like your <coughs> next preview? Because mine and I are both out of town. Otherwise, we've been like, yeah, let's like get on this. <laughs> but um, but thank you again for coming on. Um, but for our listeners out there, if you haven't yet, please check us out on Spotify. And if you want to check out more of Adon's work, you can check out his website at adonmedrano.com. If you need me to spell it, it is A-D-A-N. M E D R A N O dot com. His Instagram is Adon M M. Uh, sorry, it, it's, it's yeah, it's it's like Adon Madrano, but there's like an extra M in the it's middle. Adon M Madrano. There you go. I can't read either. That's my mother's maiden name. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, I can't read. It's fine. Um, and that's the same for his Twitter. It's Adon M Madrano, and his Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Adon Houston, and his email is Adon at jmcommunications.com. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. I really like that interview with Adon. I really feel like my soul felt a little replenished mm -hmm. by talking to him because um, I felt like I learned a little bit more about Texas indigenous cultures. Not like expansive, right? Mm -hmm. But like just like a little bit of touch of that. And I'm really excited to um, possibly be able to go to a preview of his because I know he had one not too long ago. Um, but what about you, uh, Mai? How do you feel about it? Yeah, the episode is... Or I guess the interview. The interview is great. <laughs> yeah, the interview is great. I yeah. I mean, I feel like I knew a lot already. Yeah. Cause I watch a lot of cooking shows. And if you are friends with me, you know that I like cooking a lot and I cook for a lot of people. Yeah, you do. Of course. Yeah. yeah, you do. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of that stuff I kind of knew because I like to learn about, mm -hmm. you know, other cultural things and he seemed very informed i mean yeah yeah he's been in the industry for a long time so yeah and like being able to travel and get all these people's opinions and yeah and not opinions but like styles of the and way perspectives and all that mm -hmm. um but yeah other than that um, i think that was that was like the only thing um and i loved how he was just very hard-hitting about um the homogenous roles in, in within those communities yeah. um, when it comes from like women or men. Mm -hmm. um, you could tell he's very passionate. <clears throat> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you and Disha? How'd you feel about the interview? 
I thought it was great. He's really, really nice. He seems um, super passionate, really informed. I learned a lot of stuff that I did not know about um, just indigenous culture in Texas, because he's right. It doesn't get talked about a lot at all. And it's almost kind of not even readily available unless you actually already know. So now I know what to research later and I kind of want to read his books too. Yeah. yeah. Same. Really, really interesting. I'm not much of a cook, um, but I want to be one. Um, I just, I don't know. It's always been presented to me as another chore. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, God damn it. Cooking. Here that we can go. like really kill it for you too. When it's presented like a chore. Yeah, I've always seen it more as a thing I have to do, not as a thing that I love to do or I'm mm-hmm. passionate about doing. Yeah. I'm not that skilled with cooking, so it almost makes me kind of nervous because then I'm like, well, I can't afford to fuck up ingredients and waste food. So his perspective of it is actually really, really interesting. And I think I would want to check out his books and um, learn a lot more about the stuff he's uh preaching and talking about and maybe make some um indigenous mexican dishes of my own yeah, yeah. let me know when you do that yeah. <laughs> excuse yeah. you let me know when you're when you're digging up a hole in the ground and you're about to make some stone leaf yeah you know what leaf. i will i will let you know i'll send you a picture and you're just gonna do it to spite you at this point now oh my God. exactly how, exactly. I'm how, how very like gemini of you and Disha. i'm gonna do it just to just to spite you my 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 fury will power me on <laughs> amazing does thank you things. amazing yeah. anyway i think we're all ready to go to bed so I'm like, go ahead yeah. and just sign off for all of us. Um, but thank y'all again for supporting our podcast. We really couldn't have make it grow like we wanted to without your support. If you haven't yet, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you stream your podcasts on. Um, don't forget to like our Facebook page, which is at Tavir Queer Podcast. And we have a Twitter that I think Mai is working on updating a little bit more regularly, but it's Veer underscore Queer HTX. And with that, I am Julian. Mai. Andy. And we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.